It feels like Tuesday. It sounds like Tuesday. It looks like Tuesday with fine this fine young man sitting next to me, Kevin Ricca. Back again. Fine young man. I'm just happy to be back in town, back home in the basement. All hell's broken loose in the interim. But, you know, came back down here to address some of these issues and, and yeah. save some of the folks from panic or instigate more panic. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll see what happens. I'm Ken Marangolo on behalf of First Amendment Sports. Basement Podcast Studios all across Kensington, Maryland. This is the Nat Shift. We are still not panicking, but we'll get to that. Um, we always start with the week that was. And I can tell you, it was a better week than we had to cover last week. Last week, you, you heard from us on uh, the heels of one win. Kevin, that wasn't the case this week. Nah, three W's this week, but, uh, you know, we had an extra game thrown in there with today's day game, which... Uh, we accumulated five losses somehow, some way. Uh, multiple hows and ways for all of this. A uh, little mid-season crisis, if you will. Nothing to uh, freak out and go get a sports car over. But you know what? If that sports car is a veteran veteran starter with a couple years of control, then we might want to have that crisis. I always wanted that anyways. Um, I do think that we're, we're cruising towards something like that. But I also think that... Um, that before when we hit the All Star break, um, just before, just to do some housekeeping. Is that I will we'll, we'll have a, a record of the weeks, how the the Nat shift fared in uh, the first season, in the first half with uh, our, our winning weeks versus our losing weeks. We're going to count tie uh, yeah, five hundred records as as Ws for, for that purpose, um, and it it sucks three and five. That's a busy week first and foremost. And it's a hell of a lot of losses. Five losses in, in a one-week span. Um, it, both of those, to me, both of those things just, like, st- stand out. And um, I don't think we've had too many weeks with five losses. I think we're, at, at three and five, we brought it back um, on the heels of just a hell of a lot of work. But um, I don't know. You just look at what do we do? What do we do for the last, uh, since the last time we, we talked? You know, We had opportunities, which is what, the thing that stands out the most to me because – the teams that we were playing, the teams that we were talking about getting ready to play uh, last Tuesday, um, listen, you shouldn't lose a series to the Baltimore Orioles. I'm sorry. And we didn't. No, we did but, not do that. And, that. and so we took care of business there. Right. Um, but, but then you do lose a series to a divisional rival. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, losing to the Phillies was a, was a son of a bitch. Uh, that Sunday night win, I don't want to just be super positive, I thought was the best win of the, of the season after witnessing what was happening to us against, you know, the dreaded Phillies. that You just don't want that happening. Uh, we didn't look right. At home? At home on Sunday night. I thought we caught some momentum. You know, uh, obviously that was extinguished fairly quickly in the first and second innings, courtesy of uh, Gio, which we'll get to. But not a tough week, but, Ken, it's hard to say that, which we've been able to say many, many weeks, is that the bats weren't working because yes. – Man, we had multiple guys hitting the ball all over the place. We had a ton of extra base hits. We had home runs flying out. A lot of guys hitting for average. I mean, Anthony Rendon caught on fire, bud. I mean, yeah. the dude had seven RBIs, four doubles, and three homers this week. That's one week of work going 11 for 31. The, the dude's bat is back. 
You know, that, that sweet swing that we're accustomed to has been, it's been on the way back, but, you know, you see Trey Turner out there getting it done. Of course, Soto. You know, Soto's eight games, he went one for three seven times and one for four once yeah. and, and had eight walks. So you're telling me he just gets a base hit and a walk every time he shows up at the park at 19 years old? Yep. I mean, that's just... Uh, I'm telling you that. That is just freakish. And, and I know we, we can't stop talking about the guy. I'm sorry. Nine walks yep. and eight base hits and with not, a hit in every game. And he doesn't. He he has gotten a couple strikeouts, um, and he does get picked off occasionally. And uh, Jim Miller, who's a friend of the show um, and goes to goes to many games, um, his his season tickets are right out there by Juan, so he gets a chance to see him up close and personal. That's pretty cool. Jim. And he said that um, one thing that stands out about him is that out in the field, you know, he's he you know Jim's been a baseball coach at Eleanor Roosevelt for many years. And um, Juan will be, like, tossing his glove in the air, like, as the pitcher is about to pitch. And Jim's, like, thinking, oh, my God, he's 19. He's a 19-year-old kid. Jim has coached 19-year-old yes. kids who yes. don't toss their glove in the air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's, he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't hurt us in that regard. And, 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 and again, Rookie of the Year, said it the day he came up, um, uh, Acuna Jr. Um, is, will be there. I know he's, he's scuffled, and, and I think he's got a little dinged up. Uh, Acuna Jr. did, and I'm not here to root for in-division phenoms, but um, these players are awesome to watch. And it's just not fair. This is repeated. It's just not fair that a team like the Washington Nationals, as good as they are from top to bottom, and they are that good, despite the scuffling going on right now, and you and you bring up a phenom? Like yeah. a generational phenom. Look, That's man, awesome. the talent is what is causing me to not feel panic and, and and the non-healthy talent that's not playing right now that's on the way back and you know we, we seem to talk about that all the time but you look out there and you see Murphy and Eaton hobbling around the baseball field you know they have injuries that are going to improve their health is going to improve they're going to get back in it but right now it looks like it looks like a, they look like softball guys you know what I mean running out balls to first and they're not going to further injure themselves they're playing their way into shape and into health but it's yeah. tough to watch at times it's tough to watch these guys scuffling you know Murphy with the big base hit on Sunday night and the emotion showed by Harper. I mean, Harper had seven hits this week, seven doubles. I mean, that's just nuts to me. Uh, also with, uh, with eight walks out of Harper. So he's doing the same thing. He got back in, on, on, on the right page. You know, you can't really point the finger at that. Uh, it just seems to be the domino effect out here. You know, you got a lot of guys pressing. You got relievers pressing. I think uh, our starting pitching, it's just, it's just not been what, what national baseball is, Ken. Nope. They were the best in the business um, and, uh, for a while uh, this season, and, they, and they're not the best in the business right now. No, Strasburg going down, obvious. Now you yep. got Gio scuffling at the same time Roark is scuffling. Hellickson gets hurt. Fetty's done a pretty damn good job, I'm not going to lie. His record's not showing that, but his stuff does. He's competed against the Yankees lineup twice, giving us a chance to win both times. We took one yeah. of them. Uh, but I'll tell you this, Ken, it's been 17 games since a starting pitcher for the Washington Nationals has gotten a win. That's a long time. That that's is that, absurd. Considering, I mean, that, that's, that is 17 games. 17 games with, and we, how many wins have we had in the last 17 games? I'm counting like five or six, yeah, period. We, there's a correlation. Yeah. And the previous 34 games to that 17, 17 of those 34 games, our starter got the win. So Roark so, was the last guy to get a, to get a win. Yep. So we just, that's what you're Roark telling me. was the last guy. 17 games it's been. And that, 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 that hurts, man. You know what else hurts is having six relievers give up a home run this week. You know, yep. six different of our eight guys gave up a gopher ball, if not multiple. So all of a sudden, the bats heat up, and then it's like, it's, like, it's like our golf game. 
Shout out to Paul Hill. Great, great round with you out there on Father's Day, brother. I hope you enjoy it. Die Hard. What, what, what course? Die Hard Nats fan at River Run bumps into Bill Jeffers and I. First thing he says is digging the hat, brother. And uh, out there, away from the kids, taking his get-out-of-jail-free card on Saturday. We had a lot to talk about. This guy's a diehard. Got him on Twitter. A friend of the show. A recent sign-up guy to the First Amendment sports family. Fantastic. And he's all over it. And we were talking. It hadn't really broken bad just yet. That was a week ago. But, you know, we're out there talking about our golf games. You know, as soon as you get, you get settled off the tee box, and then you're putting short games. This seems to be what's happening with the domino effect here with the Nats. You know, we get the bats right all of a sudden, and the starting pitching just disappears, and the bullpen blows up. The amount of shutouts is striking. Seven. Seven shutouts in the month of June. It's unbelievable. And I hate just... I hate just blistering numbers out there, but I'm just going to get right to it. We've talked about this position is that one from of the, the first show on. T- was it seven not the se- one of the- No, the 17 games baffled me. Yeah, okay. But uh, I, I, I did a little, you know, I, get, I had a little vacation time on my hands, and uh, I'm just going to tell you this. Beautiful mind. The Severino, Key Boom combination, and the last 117 at-bats. And I say 117 at-bats. That's the number I used here. Weird number, but I took our starting pitchers, including Fetty. So I took... Scherzer, Strasburg, Gio, Roark, and Fetty. They've had 117 at-bats this season. The, the pitchers have. Our pitchers have had that. Okay. So just follow me here. The pitching staff of starting pitchers oh. has had 117 at-bats. This isn't going to be good. No, it's not. Severino and Keybooms, last 117 at-bats, I used against them. Yep. And, and the hell if our pitching staff has gone 17 for 117 and our catchers have gone 14 for 117. We're hitting for a higher average. They've five runs for our, the catchers, four for the pitchers, three extra base hits for the catchers, one for the pitchers. So the who, same amount of home runs for both of them, but the pitching staff's got eight RBIs. Same amount of home runs, zero, right? Zero. Yeah. And the, the, the pitching staff has eight home runs versus eight RBIs versus three RBIs for, yeah. the, for the catchers. That right there shows you that there's two holes in our lineup at all times right now. And when you look across the street, you know, I look back at the last 117 at-bats for two gentlemen. Sorry if I'm getting a little excited here, but yeah. JT Realmuto and the Buffalo. 37 for 117, 21 runs, 14 extra base hits, four home runs, and 19 RBIs for Realmuto. 35 for 117, 12 runs, four extra base hits, seven home runs, and 21 RBIs for the Buffalo. For the, for the big Buffalo. So yeah. the holes, the two holes in our National League lineup are glaring right now. Yeah. You can't just send seven guys to the plate every no, inning. No, we and tried that two years ago, and it did not work out very well for us. Well, I think what I'm getting to is our starting pitching and catcher acquisitions before the, the, the deadline is of severe importance to me, and I'm not dealing with this Weeders coming back BS. I'm with you on that train. They're going to sell that to us, though. It's already been sold. Rizzo came out and said the, the asking price for Real Muta last week in the New York Times is way too high. We're never, ever going to agree on that deal. So unless they change, we're not budging. We're happy with Weeders coming back. Severino and Key Boom. Well, how the hell can you be happy for 14 for your last 117, dating back to May 18th? It's driving me bonkers every time I watch. It's a, it's a rally killer. You can't expect Max Scherzer to come up as a pinch hitter and save the day. No. You can't expect our pitching staff to have five more RBIs when you got guys all over the place. Hey, look, man, whatever the rental may be, I, of course we've wanted Real Muto from the jump, but wouldn't the Buffalo be welcome back here with oh, open yes. arms Without and fists on foreheads across the – and to take this magical run with us that he didn't have the chance to because of an ACL two years ago. You know, I, you know, I know I'm a, a little bit of a homer on that, but you know, watching Scherzer step off the mound and him getting that ovation was, was just, it just gave me the chills, man. If, if it's uh, Ramos and Weeders and you're able to, to use Weeders to spell Ramos, like, I, I, to me, I, I, that's a good... That's fine. I don't, I'll take Severino as a, as a backup guy in I the Lobatone role. I will too. 
You know, I, I really would. I, I love him. I think he's been great defensively. Keyboom is obviously out of his league right now, and you know he's made a few defensive plays, but we know that. Yep. That's not his fault. He's going to get there, I think. No, but you, man, I mean, there was a hole in the beginning before. You know, it was a hole in spring training. We've been talking about catcher being an organizational hole. Um, we went to our minor leagues uh, right away, you know, Severino and Keyboom, and that, this is what happened. So, well, damn it, Ken. The last thing I'm going to say to you is freaking Severino, who I've stood up for, who hit the ball a little bit, who's shown some tremendous leadership skills behind the plate. Athleticism, defensive prowess. In his last 83 at-bats, he has seven hits and one RBI. 83 at-bats, one RBI. That is devastating when you look at it as a whole. Yep. Max Scherzer's nine for 36 on the year. On 36 at-bats, Max Scherzer has nine hits and four ribbies. I mean, he's blowing him out of the water. And I know that's unfair to do, and that's baseball, and, and weird stuff happens. But the gaping, glaring need right there, 83 at-bats, 83 at-bats to have seven hits and one RBI. It's devastating to us with a pitcher in the lineup. You know, it's forcing the pressure on everyone, which is in turn putting pressure on the starting pitching when Strasburg goes down, which is in turn putting an uh, unbelievable amount of pressure on the bullpen. If you look at it, Gio had a start last week for four innings and a start for one inning. Jeffrey Rodriguez, great guy, coming up, had five innings. Roark, 4.1. You can't put that on the bullpen. You can't do it. You can't just go for one inning or four innings in, in, in a week when we need you, when we're playing every day. I want Jeffrey to to look great uh, because um, he's got he, he, he looks like he could be he could some, be a piece yes. he could be a piece. Um, it just ain't this year, man. It ain't this year. I'm, and he if he can put something together in the next week or two, um, it would certainly help us because he, he could be a piece in a trade. Um, well, I, I don't know who I'm not. I I don't know who they're gonna. I, I think we're we're not getting rid of. Robles, we're not obviously not trading Juan Soto. I don't think we're trading Carter Keyboom. So, but there's a couple guys, and but it's going to have to be we're going to have to trade guys off our major league roster. I know, it, I know. And the My- Michael A. Taylor's had a great couple weeks. Has always been that name. Yep. And and I so I love Michael A. Taylor, and I'm glad that he's doing what he's doing right now. And I'm glad that we he he wasn't benched or given up on um, at any point in time. I love that, but. Uh, I disagreed in the offseason with people who said uh, with people who didn't want to trade Michael A. Taylor, um, as uh, or that he was is somehow untouchable or some degree of untouchable in, in trade. I disagree with that. I, I agree with wanting to keep him because I, I want to keep him. He's awesome. All right, well, I agree He's so with much fun to watch. I didn't think it was untouchable. I wanted to keep him. I think his postseason chops stick out in everyone's yeah, mind. Yeah, they sure do. And, 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 it, and it should because you know what? It was the last thing he did before the season The last started. thing he did, and how many guys in the last four postseasons for the Nats have had their postseason, played their best during the postseason? A lot of guys have, have lied their bats down in the freaking batter's box Heck yeah. and just stood there with no weapon, and we've watched that. Michael A. Taylor did not do that, and I think that's a big deal for him, Trump maybe keeping him around, hoping for some of that same magic. All I'll say is... I think there's going to be a deal to be made. And I think for all the reasons why we don't want to trade Michael A. Taylor, that's what makes him a very attractive integral piece to a deal to get something. And we see what we're doing right now. We see the team that we are now, how we're doing with this group. I think think you play 162 games with this group, you do just fine. But we we need to get better. Um, We have outfielders. And if we can get someone really good... In my opinion, a starting pitcher. Yes, with with some control. You have to Not be willing rental. to pass. You have to be willing to um, move move somebody. And yeah. 
No, and this is why we're talking about Michael yeah, A. It's exactly. a positive. Yeah. And you have to be willing to get somebody to get something back. Exactly. We're, we're be giving a lot. Yeah, I know. I think. That's what I'm saying. And that's I, good. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Because I, I don't I think do. we don't have a we don't have a Juan Soto uh, at the minor league level that we can trade. No. Uh, nor, nor would we want to, but we don't have it because we're not and we're not trading Robles. Look, we see we see Soto. Listen, he is not that elite athlete. He's got a great swing. He's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a beautiful hitter. He's got the beautiful swing. He's got it. You know, Kevin Long said it's the nicest swing he's ever seen in 20 years in the majors. He's got that, but he's not a burner on the pass, you know. He's not a defensive whiz. Well, my deal is Robles is everything that he is not, and we've seen a small sample size of him. But when you see Robles round first base, you are looking at an elite-level athlete. Yep. And, and that guy's sitting right there. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but if I had to choose between trading him or Michael A., as much as I love Michael A., you guys got to watch this guy play baseball, and he's just yep. a Colt, and he just got back to playing a little ball. He's been given the go-ahead. He'll be playing games within the week, I believe. And there's a lot of time here between now. And when he got called up last year, he made the postseason squad. Yep. You know, there's plenty of time between now and then. And he's a phenom. So he, he is. He's not just a pro. I mean, he, of course he is just a prospect. He is a prospect. He has played at the pro level, and he has done okay. Um, but you give up Michael A. Taylor before you give up Robles because – for all the reasons why we love Juan Soto, that's what you—that's the kind of player you expect Robles to be. Uh, He—he's a phenom. He's one of the highest prospects in all of Major League Baseball mm-hmm. for a reason. Um, and when he hits the majors, he's going to make us proud. He's dynamic. Yeah. And if Bryce Harper happens to go elsewhere, just say, you know, that's the guy that you have under con- team control at a fraction, a fraction, fraction of that salary for many, many years, many years. And that's exciting as hell because. Yep. You know, defensively, there ain't nothing wrong with him. He's elite. So, got to get him swinging that bat. Uh, so, I and, and I, this Bryce Harper thing for me is, um, I don't know. I'm not ready to start making it a weekly topic. And I got us off of Bryce Harper immediately last week when they wanted to start talking about it. We had like a full um, basement full of people trying to fill that one chair uh, last Tuesday. But it'll be interesting to me um, – because I want Adam Eaton all the way back, all the way back. Um, I would be interested to see what kind of guy they can add. I don't. I think there's there's going to be a pitcher or two. I don't know. I I don't even want to throw like names out there that I that I wish because I don't want to get attached to somebody. But there's going to be a really good pitcher who's going to start for us. Um, and I just I just don't want to be afraid to make that deal. No, uh, we have been in years past. I know. And hopefully this Herrera deal. By the way, what a, what an incredible find yep. for us. It's, Hopefully it's awesome. this Herrera deal is just not – it's a preemptive strike, and it's a steal. We stole him. We got him super Preempt- early, six weeks out. Yeah, that's my Alex Smith deal. Uh, uh, very similar, and, 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 Before and, I, and I love both of them. This guy's, yeah, yeah. Free, this guy's throwing 98 and then hitting you with that looping curveball at 80. And, and, and what else does he have to do? He's, he's a freak. He's exactly what we needed. He sh- he short, it short, shortens the game big oh. time. Because now, now we do have – and we've been, we've been tracking it, uh, the uh, – Sean Doolittle climbing the save leaders um, in, in the in the majors or in the in the National League. Yeah, um, he's number one right now. He's sitting on top, a save leader in the National League. Uh, you play for the Washington Nationals, you should have a save leader. What a run he's made in the last three weeks. He's done. He's pitched great. So all of a sudden now you have the eighth and the ninth inning completely handled. And and what's the, what's the uh, best timing? What's too, the postseason and the pennant race is all about these yeah. days. It's been all about the relievers coming out. You know, uh, it's what it's been. You know, it, it's it, in, in the recent years, Araldis Chapman coming out of nowhere and winning a World Series and pitching extra innings. Uh, this is what people are doing, especially with a rental. We're not going to be afraid to pitch Herrera. 
anytime we want to pitch Herrera. No. You know, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. That's just, that's just the facts of the matter. Especially when Helixon's down there getting lit up for 11 in the minors. You know, that's not the guy you want. The, the, these are the things we're looking for, pitching late in the season, into the postseason. You know, that's not who you want to get. What's your, what are your healthy. thoughts on um, the, employing the use of an opener? An, oh, oh uh, uh, what's his name? Old butthole Romo style? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Tampa Bay wins five games in a row. They're still below 500, and all of a sudden their manager's a freaking genius. No, you know no, no. I, mean? I, 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 I would want to keep his name and that team's out of the, out of the debate because – I love the idea of it, and Joe Madden's done it before. I, I, I always associate it with Joe Madden yeah. personally. Um, That's and, where this came from. Yeah. Yes, and I and I so I like the idea of having Herrera and Doolittle at the end of the game because uh, there's there's just just it's just awesome. But the other thing that I think is interesting is if you ha- if you can send up some a lock your lockest your lockdownest guy you know out to face the one two and three batters at the beginning of a game. And then now they're not hitting for two more innings, and then you hopefully you got your starter starting to wheel what if and deal. They shit the bed that you don't have. A I know, closer. I know. Well, no, no, no. It, that's okay. It's an interesting situation for the Nationals specifically because now we have two closers. Herrera is a legitimate closer in this league. He's not our closer, and uh, because Doolittle owns the job, uh, but but that means he's automatic eighth, um, which is awesome because all of a sudden our starters aren't really going that long, and we're going to be turning. Our bullpen is turning it over to our bullpen in the eighth inning these days. Let me just take you back to game five last year. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been nice to have Herrera to bring in for that inning? Mm. That's all I'm saying. I don't uh, care what you want to bring gonna in. I think we're going to bring in. We, we're going to add another guy. Uh, and I, I want a starter desperately. Yeah. Uh, desperately, we need an inning eater. But you know what? You really need three starters to get through that first. That We haven't gotten through the first round yet. You need three starters and this bullpen. Yeah. Right now, we have two starters. I, I'm sorry. I'm not quitting on Gio. I know he's an inning eater, and he's been very, the mafia creates problems that don't exist. Comes back, solves them, saves his ERA. Blah blah blah. That shit does not fly in a pennant race with the bullpen getting harmed, no. and in the postseason when you're throwing the ball over the freaking backstop in the second inning, and everyone's looking around going, "What's he going to do next?" He just brings that lack of momentum. He shut the momentum down from Sunday night in the first freaking three outs. I. I I really love the guy and what he's done for us, but I, I've lost my trust in him in, in, the, in the end of the season and in the, in the postseason. I, he could be a guy we could bring out of the bullpen, and I'd be fine with it. I don't know if he can do that. Just the same way I don't know if a starter, uh, if a closer can all of a sudden start. He's just asking a guy that's never done that before to come out and you know, sit there and do the Star Spangled Banner and stuff. You know, it's a little different. Play ball. He's never heard anyone say that. He, so he's, this is the last year of his deal. Yeah. Uh, and I... I'm not, I don't know exactly how. I mean, he had a ton of value as a $12 million guy coming back this season. But, yeah, but um, when he was still 95, 96, 12 million was amazing from a lefty. 90, 91, without, I, without controls, is starting to bother the shit out of me. It's also, it, it's not really um, intellectually honest to be like, oh, yeah, and we'll throw in Geo uh, at this point in time because I'm not sure how much value really Geo adds to a deal. Unless you have a team that just needs a left handed starter uh, because they have no. For five minutes? Well, again, uh, you start to put, you start to build it up with Michael. I mean, Michael A. Taylor, t- kind of guy. That's the meat and potatoes of any deal we make. Yeah. Um, I, Gio, I think Gio. There's a lot of appeal to Gio Gonzalez in the league because maybe if he goes somewhere, they get a chance. To, I mean, they're not going to pay. They're not paying a lot, uh, if, especially if we're picking up money. I mean, that's he. He, he becomes an interesting because I don't think I don't think he's in our long term plans, and I think that. Um, 
he has value. And, and towards the trading deadline, God, I mean, no one's coming calling for him, but I, I do think that he provides value in a deal. But I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that we were dangling him out there and teams were coming calling for him. No, but I'll tell you this, Ken. If someone wants to come for a middle infielder, uh, three of our top seven prospects are at the shortstop position. You mentioned mm-hmm. Carter Keyboom hitting 350 for the Harrisburg Senators double-A squad. But you got Luis Garcia and Yasiel Antuna. Uh, Antuna, I know, is a product of that Dominican yeah. baseball school. And they're not getting it done with their averages right now, and they're young, young. But these are top seven prospects in our organization yep. that, are, that are looked upon favorably. And, so uh, I love Carter. I, I think so. My, Yasiel, I think, I think he's a guy that with a little bit more seasoning, he's going to bring us back a whale of a player in a, in a deadline deal. And, and, and yeah. part of the reason why there is, I mean, unless uh, he... They're all at Harrisburg right now, too. So they're playing yeah. multiple positions. They got... Yep. Second, short, and third. They're, they're rotating around. Key, key Boom is the, is the shortstop. Yep. But, I mean, that's I mean, very he, interesting. He, key Boom could be a middle infielder, utility guy on the bench sooner rather than later, in t- you know, up until they don't want him just getting at bats every day, yeah. which is what he needs to be doing anyways. But, but the, the um, you know, with Trey Turner and, and Defoe, uh, you know, maybe Defoe loses that battle at some point in spring training to one of these guys. Um, but we do have – that we are – Really young in the in the middle infield, despite uh, Daniel Murphy, you know, being a second baseman. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't again. I just want to I don't want to be afraid to pull the trigger with with one of those guys and Michael A. Taylor and potentially Gio Gonzalez. I mean, I I think there's a mega deal out there to be to be made, and I think doing the Herrera deal as early as he did, it was not a mega deal for them. I think it was a mega deal for us. Yep. Getting back Herrera. And so I still think we got a mega deal up our sleeve. Uh, we, we freaking better. And I think uh, handing over the reins, uh, the symbolical torch to, to Mark Lerner, and having this trade deadline be one of the most important, if it's the most important in the history of this franchise, it is time for Mark Lerner to put his stamp on this franchise as the new big boss man, and let's go and get one. We got yep. Harper under contract for half a season. We got some guys ready to sit in there chomping at the bit to win. Max Scherzer comes out, and in Max we trust. Thank God we have him. Yeah. This guy is a beacon of light whenever it gets low. This guy competes. He hasn't gotten a win in four starts, and he's pitched his oh, ass off. God, he his lo- ass off. He's been ferocious. Losing for a guy like Max Scherzer, losing one nothing to Tampa Bay. He's going crazy. Must he's going crazy. Suck. God. He's going crazy because he's the ultimate competitor, and mm. thank God we have him. Yeah. That's who gives us a chance this postseason. Yeah, but he can't. Do it by himself, unless he's got a a, a lefty that a left a strong left arm that we haven't seen yet. Damn man, one more guy starter, and I'm sorry, we got to clean up the catcher position. We have got to, and by by mega deal, I mean me, agreed mega deal further starter. Ken, I, I'm saying we need control. You'd rather have you the, need to be a guy with control. I don't want to. I don't want a rental and cough nope. up all these guys. Catcher over starting pitcher? No, starting pitcher. Yeah, me too. Starting pitcher. Because I don't think we need a mega deal to get a, a, a professional catcher in there. Whether you want to get a defensive guy that hits, you know, 250, but you can go get a Buffalo on, on a rental. I don't know what they would take for him. I don't know if that Andy's up the price to come back home for someone like Tampa Bay, unless they want to apologize for Sergio Romo's antics this afternoon and, and make things nice. But Real Muto is 27 years old and he's got two years of arbitration left after this year. Yes. After this year. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that would, that, that's going to cost us a fortune now. That would be two mega deals if we want to get a top-flight starter to close things out and that but the guy. The thing is, he's not breaking the bank. 
No, our prospects. Yeah, they, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, exactly. That's, that's, We're not paying both ways. No, We're not paying. No, 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 no. No, but you know, I don't think the Buffalo is going to cost us. No. You know, there's still Rowdy Reed and a big bag of uh, P- PDs, PEDs out there, and there see what happens. Cool. Uh, you know. Or ortho PDs have, in there. Uh, I don't know. Whatever you got, throw it into the sack with Rowdy Reed. Send him to Tampa. Miguel Tejada will personally inject you <laughs> in the in the in the behind with what he tells you is B12. There's <laughs> got to be a Canseco in Tampa Bay somewhere. Mm-hmm. But well, no, man, definite top, hey, top flight pitcher with some control. Do that deal, and we got to find a catcher. And I, you know what? I'm going to say it again. How happy would everyone be if they read in the paper tomorrow that the Buffalo was coming back home? That dugout. Uh, that that clubhouse, that I mean, and just feeling. to have a professional hitter in that slot to end that double yeah. hold lineup that we're going out up with every night. You know, Max Scherzer losing one nothing today might want those two holes filled. Uh, yeah. One of them, unless he's the other one. When, when, when that's as good as it gets, hitting two fifty on the year with four ribbies. So we have a the be, the, the best news in sports is when you get a, another chance right away uh, to right or wrong. Um, this week is the week of Phil. It's the week of Philadelphia. I mean, we we only have five, five. No, is that right? Six games, five games. No, we have a weird off day tomorrow. It's yeah, so strange. Uh, Thank you, schedule makers. Could have used that off day after our Sunday night baseball ESPN game right? that ended at one thirty a.m. Then we come back and play at seven and play noon game today, and then have tomorrow off. Yeah, it's, what are you doing? No bueno. But we get we we go right back to Philadelphia for four games uh, starting uh, Thursday night. Um, we got, uh, we'll have one game, uh, hosting the Boston Red Sox on Monday before you hear us, uh, next Tuesday, which will be in the middle of a three game set at home culminating on July 4th against the Boston Red Sox at 11.05 AM. It's a good thing about being a Washington national fan on July 4th. Your team plays early, uh, get that grill fired up early, but we'll, we'll have all the proper, uh, um, advisories, uh, in effect next Tuesday night. Um, once we we once again, uh, ESPN is going to be broadcasting. Don't tell me Monday night game. Uh, but you know what? They've been doing a good job. Uh, they are they, right now. They're scheduled to get a Scherzer game. So there Monday, July second at Washington Nationals Park, where I will be in attendance. Max Scherzer will be uh, pitching against Porcello, uh, Boston Red Sox, seven p.m. You can watch it. On wow. ESPN. They got their horse going. I will be in the Outer Banks with my father, a devout Red Sox fan, but also a Nats apologist. It's his National League home team. And sure. I, if they played in the World Series, he would root for the Red Sox, but he would not be rooting against the Nats. Coach? He's a Red Sox fan. Yeah, well, he's no, got... but, he, but he's adopted the Nats in the last 14 years, and he loved them. When the Senators left town, he went on vacation up up north and adopted this Red Sox team with family on vacation up there, the Tony Armas, Jim Rice years. And uh, he didn't have a team, you know, and he, he was not going to be an Orioles fan. That had been, that had been written in concrete. So. I mean, I put him, Coach Ricker, that is, way, way at the top. But, like, where the, where the fissures are, you know, where the cracks and the foundation are, like being a Red Sox fan, for example, yeah. they, they still keep him up there. It's not, yeah. you're not, Coach, you're still up there in my eyes. That, but that's a big one. I did. I always forget that. And you yeah. know what? I just forget that. Well, he is a fan of the Nats. Don't get me wrong. We talk of a course, lot of Nats. Of course. He follows them. He just, you know, this is his team. What do you, but you the fact that he, you just can't take 1975 out of him. That's 42 no, years no. of being a, a Red Sox fan. They've won him a couple titles, and he's stuck with them. And you know, I can't argue if you didn't have a team around here and you hated the Orioles when the Senators were in town. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I know. Um, 
well, we're going to get it on for three games against the Red Sox starting on Monday. I, listen, we're throwing Roark, Fetty, Jeffrey, and Geo up against Philadelphia. It's going just, to be a tough we're series. We're going to throw a Joffrey at some of these teams right we before this thing goes down. We are going to throw a Joffrey. Uh, I, it, Damn. I, you know what? And it, it's a weird feeling. I haven't felt, you know, like, for example, uh, when Geo got shelled in the first two innings against Tampa Bay, I, I had a feel. I just, you don't... And, Take advantage of of realizing and recognizing the great greatness of this Nationals team. You don't have many days like that. I mean, they do happen, and they right. seem to be happening more often. But um, when it's just over, you know, and you feel like it's over, um, even though we did have that awesome 8-6 uh, win at home against the Phillies um, where they had that great late inning. Uh, and, and this team is always capable of it, but, but that feeling that we had against uh, Tampa Bay with Gio on the mound, when, and, you know, when you're just leaving the guy out there, um, which you have to do. It's just you don't. It doesn't happen very often, and that that's a beautiful thing. And you look at Roark, Fetty, Rodriguez, Gonzalez, and you think to yourself, um, you know, that feeling is at least possible. But at the same time, oh, it, it would sure be nicer if it said Strasburg, Verlander, and yeah. Roark and Fetty. And we're playing Arietta, which you know yeah. we're going to catch him. Um, listen, Washington Nationals have bats. They're not going to remain silent. Um, and these pitchers, as shaky as they seem, they're shaky relative to what was the number one starting rotation in all yeah. of baseball. Um, so, listen, just like in every other p- spot on our field, it seems like we're reaching super deep. We've you know, we got two minor league guys. Again, two minor league guys um, trying to, 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 yeah. to Band-Aid this thing together um, and get us to, get us to, back, to Scherzer, back to Scherzer every fifth day. So now, hey, it's a 162 game season. We just can't expect this team to just roll. Now we started off, we've come back to earth. We had a huge run, and now we've come back to earth. We got to deal with the punches a little bit better as fans around here, and, and realize what's happening. And then these guys got to roll with the punches a little bit better as players. Davey's got to get these boys in the right track. He deserves to get a little flack for what's happened as of late. Some of these decisions he's been making with the, the bullpen have not been working out. That's right. And, uh, and I get that, and that's what he gets paid for, and that's what he's going to have to deal with. I wish these guys weren't going out there and just giving up six home runs in one week, and everyone's giving up. I mean, Jesus Christ, four earned runs for Miller this week, five, three for Grace, five for Solis, and two outings. I mean, what's going on? He's been Mr. Reliable, and even Tim Collins coughed up two earned runs. Now, that's eight hits, seven hits, four hits, four yeah. hits. It's nuts. It's all happening. It's nuts at the same time. At the same time, so... Uh, and there's p- plenty of reason to believe that we'll go through stretches where none of it's happening. Just yeah, because Justin Miller is bound to come down. Yes. But, gosh, it happened. It happened four games in a row. So, look, ebb and flow. Let's stick with your boys. Let's, let's get some curly Ws. Let's get a starting reliever, a, a starting pitcher, a curly W, ASAP. Get the ball rolling there with a seven or eight inning outing like Max gave us today. God, he earned one today. Yeah, he sure did. Um, and just... I, I do hope we make a trade, and we do have some holes in our starting rotation. Uh, my my uh, son asked me, uh, he was, remember that guy Joe Ross? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And he was like, whatever happened to him? And he's he's still a long ways away, uh, recovering from Tommy John surgery. But um, they actually talk about him being available later in this season. If this is the, I'm not, he's not our savior, and he's not coming in to save the day, but he uh, he could start on this team no if doubt. he's healthy. He started, shit, he started for the last two years for this team. With the same guys ahead of Roark. I mean, yeah. look, Joaquin Benoit, remember that guy? Yeah. 
Is he ever? Is there a sniff at him? Is he just done? Or has he been kidnapped? I, th- I think he's been kidnapped. He's on the 60 days. I think, you know, I just wanted to say it. Joaquin Benoit. And, and Seth Romero is back. Hey, if someone wants to take Seth team. Romero. You know, remember last year at this time during the College World Series, we were talking about him yeah. fast-tracking his way and to help yes. the bullpen to save us at the end of the year? Well, shit. I know we sat him out for, you know, poor, uh, poor deportment for the first half of his minor league career. But he's up at Harrisburg right now. Throwing, you know, 97 lefty, and his crazy ass isn't afraid to come down here and mix it up, just on or off the field. If you're at the park, just go straight home from the park. <laughs> uh, don't join any after-game parties near the stadium. Yeah, and if you're a fan, don't encourage any of that behavior. No, no. Make sure Seth gets in an Uber. That's right. Um, all right, well, listen, I think we got this, this week covered. We have a short week of work compared to the eight games we just witnessed this past week. We'll be back again. Next Tuesday in the middle of the Red Sox series. Kevin, appreciate you. Hey, it was nice to be back in the basement. Let's go, Nats. Let's get back on track so everyone can hop on that side of the bus. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Nat Shift. She's Edie Burkell. Before we get too deep.